we serve. Let us just bow our head. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, what a, how true it is. We serve an awesome God. Lord, this is not just some phrase that we wrote out from our mouths. This is from experience, Lord. This is from a testimony, Lord. This is from that the Lord that we know has been done so great to us. He has saved us. He has healed us. Lord, has delivered us. Lord, we witness time after time to know that this is an awesome God, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we just pray, let your Holy Spirit, Lord, speak to our hearts again. How we hunger and thirsty. Lord, it seems like we will never get enough of you. Whenever you speak to us, make yourself become a reality. Lord, we just want to hear you more. Whenever you make the experience become a more reality, Lord, we just want to experience you more. Father, we know that you are the great mighty God. Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you've done before, you will still do today. And you will done in the future. So, Lord, we give ourselves to you. Ask your Holy Spirit to come and take control of the services again. As you did it in this morning, Lord, do this one more time tonight, Lord. We're not coming to look at man. Lord, a man is so humble. There's nothing of this man, just as any other man. But Lord, we're coming here to look at this son of man, Lord. Son of a man has revealed this word, has opened up the seal. Lord, has given the book to the prophet on this earth and revealed himself to us. Lord, this son of man that we're coming here to looking at. Lord, reveal your word to us again. We thank you, Lord. We continue to remember the different needs that in the church our dear brother Hugh Lord brother Ryan Lord and sometimes the situation seems so contrary but Lord we're not looking at a situation Lord we're not looking at a symptom Lord so many years when we in the word of this hour you have taught us to say we only look at the one thing that is the blood of Jesus Christ Lord that blood is have a double cure it is save us it also healed us Lord so Lord we commit our brothers into your hand may the healing power of a God come Lord to deliver them out of the sick bed so that it can come to worship with us again Lord for the different and other need in the church Lord I don't know but Lord I'm sure you know every need of them but Lord you're not waiting for us to just coming over here to uh, say what you're going to do you're looking forward for us to come here to believe what you're going to do so that's what we come here for to believe what your word said Lord we ask your presence to come Lord we thank you Lord in the name of Jesus Christ we pray amen praise the Lord let's uh, turn to the scripture let's turn to the um, book of Ephesians chapter 2 I was so enjoyed uh, service uh, this morning you know it's, um, it seems like never, you never get enough of it when you hear uh, what is the Lord consider us to be. And, um, uh, you know, to some people, I think a lot of time we are saying the same terminology like uh, a lot of churches do. But they have a different meaning of it. The reason they have a different meaning of it is because it's a different person spoke to that. It's not sort of just a regular some preacher or some uh, theologian speaking about that, it, but it's the God Himself speaking to us. And when God Himself speaks to us, that's the word that will make this difference. And if we believe it, you will find out how true it is. The word will make a difference that in our life. And I'm so thankful the Lord's um, 
Brenda the word to us this morning, and uh, I believe the Lord is going to give us uh, some more. Uh, you will find out that there's a lot of overlapping uh, tonight. Uh, so I, I don't, I didn't uh, check notes with Brother Tom, and uh, I didn't compare that sort of with him. But I believe God wants to say something to us. He wants us to recognize who we are. Because if you don't recognize who you are, you literally didn't recognize who God is. Only the person recognizes God and they will recognize who they are. Because that's the God coming down in his age four to let us to understand who we are, what a position that in Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's turn to the uh, book of Ephesians chapter two. Let's read it from a verse one. And the Bible said, and you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, I'm so glad that there's a but there. (laughs) But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us. He doesn't just love us with some kind of a lovey-dovey type of love. They said it over here with a great love wherewith He loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now let's turn to... Uh, 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 John fourteen twelve. I know that's uh, this is a scripture that we used it, uh, uh, the uh, last time. I just want to use it, it again, and because uh, I, I want to continue uh, the, what I, what we uh, spoken about the last week. The greater one in you, doing the greater works. And let's turn to the book of John, verse uh, sorry, chapter fourteen. Just read a one verse, verse twelve. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And if you don't mind, let's turn to another scripture, the last scripture, First John 4. John 4. Verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because the greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. You know, we're living in the... Uh, very material world. I think it was one time a brother Random said that uh, one of the greatest sin that in this last age is the worldly. And uh, but when we talk about the worldly, uh, you have to understand um, this is this world 
is uh, made from all kinds of a material. And uh, the, the people, they are seeking for the materialism. And that everything that what you find in this world, if you go out, uh, you don't have to be um, in five minutes that you walk it around, you will find out it's a, such a materialized work um, in the world that uh, in the age that we're living in. It's never been have an age like this, have uh, so many uh, worldly devices. There are so many things that uh, we'll say Satan has invented that in this hour and especially for the people the, in this day. There's a cell phones, there's a artificial intelligence, and uh, you know, years ago, even uh, just in, in my age, you know, sometimes I think I'm getting older, so I still started talking like uh, like older people. You start to remember things uh, in the before, but even when I was a uh, little kid, uh, all we do is uh, you know go on the street uh, playing soccer. And we don't have the green, uh, the grass field that we just go on the, the road because there's a no car in there. And the, the, the road is just for the people to, uh, actually there's a very few uh, bus just go on that road. And all we uh, kids do, we go on the street and, uh, with a little shirts, uh, just uh, go on the, the, the paved road and playing soccer. You got a scratch here. You got your skin pulled off here. And your, it doesn't bother you. And uh, that's uh, all we do. And I remember when I was a kid, that all we do is just jump it from the apartment we're in the fifth floor and we jump the, uh, to, the, uh, to, the, to the road and there's a whole, a whole bag of sand that's the fun that we play and uh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't break my neck and break my uh, leg by doing that you know, you know that's the kids that we were doing but now you look at the, the world that we're living today and no wonder the children the young people I think not only the young people now I think everyone that uh, has a soul uh, double whammy that from the Satan has uh, all this uh, invention yeah. and all the phones all the uh, internet and then Instagram the Facebook and uh, you have to post your pictures a subscriber I, I don't even know the uh, vocabulary of this world that they're using but the people seems like it's so occupied with all kinds of things and that it seems like there is uh, so much things that you can uh, still to get and that the more you get you find out that the people become a more empty than ever. And uh, if I can say this uh, just uh, safely, uh, I, I hope you can understand this. Uh, all the things that what we are uh, so uh, looking at, all the things that uh, we are so um, geared us up that into that we must uh, uh, get our education. You know, we have to get our promotion. We have to uh, uh, pay our bill. We have to get a bigger house. And we have to uh, get a nicer car. And uh, our children need to have a more privilege uh, than the other children. Uh, they have to do this. They have to do that. They have to this activity, that activity, all kinds of things. Have you ever realized all those things... Actually, Satan doesn't care it at all. He only make those things for you to care. Because Satan is the spirit. He live in the spiritual world, not to the material world. He live in the spiritual world, and not to the good spiritual world, but an evil spiritual world. Does Satan really care about an atomic bomb? I was at the other day, I was sharing with a believer. You explode an atomic bomb in a spiritual world. What that impact to that spiritual world? Zero. There was no impact to the spiritual world. No impact to the demon world. You blow all kinds of Hiroshima that you want. It doesn't blow, uh, doesn't blow Satan away. It doesn't affect him a bit. 
All the material that we have in this world, literally, if you think in the deeply, Satan doesn't care one bit of it. All the money put together, Satan doesn't love the world. Satan have no, uh, no, uh, any love, no any care for what he invented that in this world. Satan doesn't care about a cell phone. Satan doesn't care about the internet. Does Satan make a phone call to you? Does Satan post picture? Anybody saw Satan's picture recently? Does he really care about it? He doesn't care nothing. Those things, he doesn't care one bit. But he knows you will care. Because you live in this flesh. He knows you will care about the bill. He knows you will care about education. He know you were cared about your job. He know you were cared about the activity. That's why he tailor made everything for you to care. That's the Satan's dude all of that. We're seeking that. We're thinking this is so important that we have to do all kinds of things. And to the people in this world, they're seeking they're in the right race that we call it. Actually, Satan doesn't care nothing what they are cared about. I hope this is not too deep for you. <laughs> but because Satan know you care, that's why he made everything to specifically try to tempt you. Because you live in this flesh. And God made us a flesh. But when God made our flesh, He made a perfect world. There's nothing that it can attempt in us. But when sin get it in, the man perverted, the world of fallen, that's why this world becomes so sinful and that the people fall into the trap of it and they couldn't get out of it. God has to have a way to pull us out of that. Before He changed the environment, He must change the person. Change the environment doesn't change the person. It's the person in the evil environment. If that person was born again, had a new birth, has the Holy Ghost of life living in them, the world cannot influence them anymore. It won't bother them anymore. The evil things will not attack them, will not cause any impact on them. Maybe on their reason, maybe on their flesh, they got a sick, they got a, if they got a sick, they probably go to the, uh, the, the hospital and to the, if, uh, and if there is, uh, they probably are shouting, screaming, and the pain. But there's nothing to do with the inside of their soul. Because that person was saved. The impact is only on the outside. But it will never impact what is the believer that has been having new birth. So if, if we can say this. If Satan do care about to the world. That everything that on this world. He wouldn't give it to Christ. He wouldn't give it to Jesus. When he was on this, uh, when Jesus was on earth, Satan in the one, one split second showed Jesus all the kingdom, all the glory, all every country, America, China, Japan, all the country that you name it, Satan showed all of them. And what Satan say? He said, I give all of them to you. I only ask you to do one thing, worship me. All Satan cared about is to worship. He doesn't care that about all this world. He doesn't care that about all the who's gonna be the uh, uh, not Trump. Who's gonna be the president next? Who's gonna be the uh, uh, prime minister? Is the conservative gonna win? Is the liberal gonna win? It's all devil. 
Everything was devil to try to make it everything that it presented it to you only for one purpose. The purpose is that he wanted Jesus to worship you. The same Satan wants you to worship him too. He said, I give you all the country. I give you everything that you needed only to swap one thing. If you can just worship me. If you can just bow before me. When Satan saw you not bow before him, he got frustrated. When he saw you, though you have to live in this world, though you have to go to work, but you still come on a Wednesday, you still come on a Sunday morning, you still come on a Sunday night, not only just coming on a Sunday, not only just coming on a Wednesday, you drive in your truck, you listen to the message, and a tear run down from you. Sometimes you have to pull aside on the roadside to worship the Lord. Satan cannot overcome you, cannot conquer you, that him really, that make him really frustrated. That's why he wanted to eliminate you. All he wants to do, he wants to make you to worship him. He know you're not a spiritual at all. He know you're not a spiritual person. That's why he catered everything to your flesh. Through the fleshly devices, he wants to gain the worship. No matter how good you think that uh, uh, thing, how reasonable, how things that is in this world seems uh, good, but you have to remember, if you become a slave of it, the good thing can also have a Satan-looking evil eye, spirit behind it. No matter if the work, work put in the right place, the men need to work. The men need to feed their family. That is what they need to do. But when they become a slave of it, instead of feeding their family, Satan get involved. It. Then the will of God become a permissive will of God. Then that person is heading for trouble. So what Satan tried to make everything. Because he knows those things. Which will attract us so that he can put us into the Satan's trap. And how does, how Satan enter into the perfect world that God has uh, created in the Garden of Eden is by perverted just one word or misinterpreted one word to the first bride. And then the sin starts to fall in. And then when the sin started falling, the world, the, the, peop, the person that God created was a perfect, then it become a perverted. Then the person become a fallen to sin. The sin came in, then all under him and to the Eve, that it was all fallen. So that's why I said God has to, through an unadulterated, pure word of God, through the pure faith that to his word of God, and bring us back to this uh, normal, perfect world back again, to the perfect garden of Eden again. And you have to see, no matter how perfect God can... Uh, you know, sometimes we're thinking, why God just created a perfect world so that it put us into it? Then it will know, uh, know this uh, temptation, know this evil, know uh, all these filthy things. And then we'll be automatically, uh, you know, nothing going to happen to us. The things doesn't go like that. If you put an imperfect person into a perfect world, that one person can pervert the whole perfect world of God. 
No matter how perfect the environment it seems like, but if the person himself is not perfect, if the person himself that has the evil that is in him, you put that person in that, that person will pollute it, that perfect world. And you think about the Satan. Satan was in a perfect world. That God created in heaven, there's no sin there. There's no evil there. It was a perfect environment that God created. And all the angels are there. And Satan, before he was a Satan, he's a Lucifer. He's the one that the right hand man, uh, right hand angel of God and the leading for the worship and everything. But you see, then later find the unrighteousness that in him, then what he did, he perverted, he was a doing of the sin and the leader, one third of an angel out of heaven. So even in the perfect world of God, and that of Satan, because there is unrighteousness in that, that he can still do this evil work. And that God has to kick him out of heaven. So you see, he didn't, why, why he was in that type of a situation? Because Satan doesn't recognize his position. The prophet said he want to do a more uh, beautiful uh, world, uh, want to make it a more beautiful world than Michael did. So because of that, he didn't recognize his position. If he just keep his position, just as an uh, uh, angel, just singing holy, holy, holy to the Lord, and he wouldn't be uh, fallen, down, degrade like uh, Satan today. But because he didn't recognize his position, doesn't know who it is, and then he wants to get a higher position than Satan fallen, fallen, then become a, the Lucifer, become a Satan that we have to dealing with today. So if a person doesn't recognize his position in Christ, and don't recognize who he is, you'll find out he will never become overcomer. He will always try to battling, battling, and without becoming an overcomer. The reason is because the person can only become overcomer when they recognize who they are. And Satan, because he didn't recognize who he is, then he become a fallen angel. So when God doing things to us, He's not just to try to make us uh, uh, create it out of heaven and put us into it and uh, try to solve this problem. The way to solve the problem, God has to make us become a person that's suitable to live in, in the heavenly realm. Without it, a person be suitable to live in the heavenly realm, even created a heaven for us to live in, we will pollute it in heaven. So God doesn't change our situation. He doesn't change our environment. He doesn't change the things that we're going through that in our daily life. He changed you. And then it puts you into the situation. Now you will find out that you're the one to conquer the situation. He doesn't create a perfect Rum, a smooth, everything was right, everything was made perfect for you. You just cruising along and finally it will sell down to heaven. God doesn't do that. 
There is a Cecil. There is a, uh, there is a, all this, uh, evil things that are on our past. But God has to do the one thing. He doesn't take the environment of the way. He doesn't take the situation the way. But God just makes you become a suitable so that you can conquer everything that is obstacle that on your path. So God has to make us become a suitable to live in the, the heavenly realm. And we're thankful that uh, by the gene, the seed of God that put it in us before the foundation of the world, that we are the heavenly man. We are the man that is suitable to live in the heavenly realm. And then we can sit down together in Jesus Christ in heavenly places. It's not by what we did. It's not by the merit that what we have. But it's by the gene that God put it in us. So that the seed of God, that a living that a person, that will make us to live in the heavenly places. It's not about the merit that we did. It's not by the things that we do. It's not about how super uh, 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 spiritual that we are. But it's by the seed of God that living in us. And to the word of God is that the one purpose is to manifest that gene that is in us. To let us understand who we are and what position that we have in Jesus Christ. Brother Brandon said in the crisis, the mystery of a God reveal. He said, the heavenly places. He said, oh, how I wish I had a time. Here, I've got it marked. And right here in my Bible, about the heavenly places. What is the heavenly places? Heavenly places, just for a moment, is the believer's position in Christ. See, where the believer stands in Christ, in heavenly places. Heavenly places is not just the place of heaven you're going to. Before you're going to that place, you must recognize what is your position that in Christ Jesus. Not your position in the church, not your position in a group of people, but your position in Christ Jesus. Let me say this in the, in the beginning of the service. What a position of us in Christ Jesus, we are the predestinated seed of God. When you are the seed, when Jesus Christ, when God before the foundation of the world put his agenda in us, to him, this is a finished work. Because his confidence is not in that person, his confidence is in that seed that it put it in you. The bride of Jesus Christ is a predestinated. As the bread of Bramner said in the Christ of the mystery of God, he predestinated a bride that cannot fall. The first he falls, but he create, but the second Eve, he said he predestinated her that he couldn't fall. There's a no falling gene that in that bride. There's nothing in her so that she can fall. That means no matter what situation, what environment, no matter what the things that the devil put it in front of you, but there's no fallen gene that in the perfect gene, perfect seed that God put it in you before the foundation of the world. 
The bride of Jesus Christ is already resurrected from all the grave, from all the denomination, from all the evil things that are in the world. That when we have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's nothing is going to stop you to go into heavenly places. But Abraham said, he said, every evil, every sickness, every diseases, everything is conquered by him. He is that mighty conqueror. He said, you don't have to conquer anymore. It's already conquered. We're already dead. We're already risen. Amen. Already raised from the dead. Only the person who doesn't realize his position in Christ, that he always is struggling. When he doesn't know what is his position is, he doesn't understand Jesus Christ already conquered. It's not we try to conquer it anymore. It's not we try to struggle and try to do this. I try to, you know, I have to uh, uh, do certain things so that I can get a merit. It's not what you try to do. It's to understand that He's already conquered everything for you. Healing diseases, He's already conquered it for you. All you need to do is say, the Lord, I'm taking hold of your promise. By His stripes, I'm already healed. No matter what a symptom is, no matter what is even in my mind and the reason, and try to reason it out but down in my soul I said amen to God's word amen. because as the brother came to sing them saying that before believer only believe and they will always believe because there is no unbelieving gene that's in that believer And only the person who doesn't recognize their position in Christ and they try to run back, run to and fro and they try to uh, find an escape. And when they're in the trials, they're, they're in a certain uh, dilemma or in a narrow strait, they don't know where to turn. That's why the people that try to seeking all kinds of advice. And instead of the seeking the advice from Christ, His Word. And that's the person, if they don't understand that every situation that they're in is already conquered. It's not a try to, to try to find that advice and this gave me or that gave me, or trying to find a way to escape. We don't need to find a way to escape. God will give you the way to escape. And the brother Bram is, uh, sorry, the scripture in the first Corinthians 10, 13. He said, there has no temptation taking you, but such as is common to men. He said, but God is a faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that he are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. It's not you to try to find a way to escape. You know, you find out people when they're in a certain dilemma, they will always try to find out a way out. You can, when the person try to find out a way out, oh, you know, my money is getting shorter and lesser. You know, I better find some different things to do. I better move from another place without giving them more promotion to do. You don't find out a way to escape. Let God find you a way to escape. You stay put. When you stay put in where God has blessed you, no matter what situation that you are facing that, God will find you a way out. The reason that the people, they don't know that Christ has already conquered, because they cannot have a confidence. 
They don't have a confidence to the word of God has said. They don't recognize what a position in Christ and Christ is the word. And so when they don't have the confidence, then they start to reasoning. They start to imagination. But you say, it's all about rest. The rest doesn't mean that you are, you know, you don't do anything. You're just uh, sitting down there, just become an idol. The rest is means to have a confidence. You know exactly what God is going to do. Though the situation, you don't know what is the situation going to be. But you have a confidence to the promise of God has made it to you. And then, it doesn't mean that we don't have a reasoning, we don't have an imagination. All the five cents we still have. But then, no matter how reasoning is, how imagination is, the, the confidence to God's word will always make those five cents into subjection. And then the prophet said, he said, uh, no matter how good, how bad, whatever, you're in that kingdom by Holy Ghost baptism. That's the only way you overcome. It's all that is under the shed blood is overcomers. Because you cannot overcome by yourself. Is he that overcome for you. You are resting. Resting is resting in what God has said. Your reasoning may be a hundred miles an hour. Your imagination, your affection, all kinds of things. Maybe try to reaching wars against it. But in your heart of the heart, when you believe the word of God, that will always be resting on the what is the word of God said. In another word, you will always believe what God has promised it to you. He said, how will I know them, Brother Branham, that I am in there? He said, watch what kind of a life that you're living. Just look around. See if it is just to live out of you automatically. Or do you have to strain and pull? See then, that's you are doing it. If you have to, if you receive the word, you give the time, let the word start to working that in your life. The life is automatically living it out. If you try to pull it out, or try to take it out, or check it out time after time, you're going to kill that uh, little plant uh, that uh, put it uh, uh, in the soil. But when you live it, then just give yourself that word constantly washing you. Just put yourself constantly before the word, that the word is speaking to you, that you're reading it, or you're listening to it, and then you're believing to it. You'll find out that life is automatically living it out. Even yourself, you don't realize it, but the people beside you will realize that. Then the prophet said, now don't struggle. Not him that willeth or him that runneth, but God. Just let God, just yield yourself to him and walk on with a perfect, satisfied face that what God has promised, he is able to perform. Amen. This is in a, oh, how can I overcome? Then he said, just yield to him. He is here. He who know what you have done. And what caused your being and doing this way and all that. He knows all about you. And now he's just told you back just what to do. Then uh, he said, I said, only thing you have to do is just go do it. That is, forget all about the past and walk and live for the future in the glory and the presence of God.
The whole Christianity is at about the resting. Resting in what? Resting in what God has said. People cannot give you the resting. Man's word cannot give you a resting. Man's word only lets you become more frustrated than ever. Only the vindicated word in this hour will give you the resting. You'll find out many times, that's my personal experience. When we're reading the message, in that time, that seems like the message or the scripture doesn't even mean anything. But when the situation comes, and you will find out that that word that you receive will automatically rise up, start to conquer your imagination, start to conquer your reasoning. The word of God received by faith without a mental reasoning in this time, it will come up to conquer the enemy. It's that when the trials come, when the difficulties are to come, that is the time the word that you receive will automatically start to rise it up. It's not you try to quote in the word, but it's the word has a life in itself. And you just, all you need to do is just drinking, drinking, drinking. When you're constantly drinking the word, in that time, it seems like nothing happened. Days, weeks, sometimes even years. But when the situation rises up, you will find out that God knows exactly what you need. And years ago, the scripture that you read, all of a sudden, it may become a reality to you. All of a sudden, the word started to rise it up. You just yield yourself to him. Let him do the work. And then I said, uh, he talking to the one of the person in the congregation. He said, do you feel you can just leave now everything, every burden? He said, you can just walk it over about it now. If you do, he said, reach your hand and say, by God's grace, I lay this trial down. You know, sometimes we don't quite uh, read into what is the prophet has really said. He said, uh, he talked to this brother. He said, by God's grace, said, uh, you said, I will lay this trial down. You know, a lot of time we pray, the Lord, save me out of this, save me out of this. But many times the trial is yourself inflicted yourself. All you need to do is just lay this trial down. A lot of the time, it's the imagination and the reasoning and the things that are in, in that we make the trial become a super demon. We make the things that it's actually it was so easy to conquer. Just leave it and believe in the Lord. We make it become so complicated. And then we started grabbing the trial instead of just letting it down. Just put it down. Lord, I'm finished with this. Lord, I know I cannot conquer this. But Lord, I believe you already conquered this. No matter what is in front of me. No matter how hard it seems like. But Lord, I lay this trial down. Then Brother Ram said, then you say, I won't fight it anymore. I'm just going to take a hold of his hand and start walking on. It's not a stay there, try to punching. It's a leave it there and start to walk on. Does anybody do boxing? Anyway, I don't do boxing. I'm just, uh, I just, one time I saw this, uh, you know, they're doing their training. I think they have a, a what do you call that? The, huh? Speed bag. Oh uh, yeah, uh, you know, just do like that, right? 
And um, I was uh, I was looking at something. I don't say that's a revelation, but something inspired. I said, why he keep doing that? He just leave it. That that thing just leave it there without even moving. But he was to try to punch it, and punch it, and punch it, ding, 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 ding. And uh, the more he punched it, the more he becomes reflecting. You see, sometimes if we, we find out that that's exactly the same thing that our person going through. They try to punch it, they try to punch it, I'm going to overcome it, I'm going to overcome it. The real overcomers to understand that that thing is dead. Don't try to punching it. The more you're punching it, you only make a bruise in your head. All you need to do is cast down your reasoning. Ignore it, live it aside, and walk home. I said, I fought to Brother Branham. I tried to quit smoking. I tried to let my hair grow out. I tried to do this. I've tried it so hard, Brother Branham. I just can't do it. Don't try it anymore. Just take a hold of his hand and say, Father, you put my hand in the sleeve. See, I'm just going to give you my hand. I'm going to walk on, Lord, looking to you, and it will happen. He will dress you like a real Christian, and you will be a real Christian. It's not how much you try to fighting with the things day in and day out and the years in and the years out. All you need to do is say, Lord, I can fight this. I know you already conquered this. Just let me leave this. Just walk home with you. I know I shared this with my wife's testimony before, but let me share that again. And when she was sitting there, and the first day when she was hearing the word, she doesn't understand, but something was dealing with her. And dealing with her, she wept her oh, uh, lipsticks off. Sorry, honey, I have to put you on the spot all the time. And to take her ear in and everything. Why? Because in that moment, the Lord started dealing with her. And without a word, without any different things and emotional things, but it's a supernaturally God dealing with her soul. Then she wipe her off, she take her thing off. Yes. But guess what? After a few months, and she started putting on. You know why? Because she was saying, Lord, I just can't live the life. And that's what we do. And then we left the church. You probably remember those times. Oh no, you won't remember. Twenty some years ago. And I was saying that, Lord, I can't live this life. Then we pulled out of the church, we went into the living in Vancouver for a few months. You know that the same, the, the, the person that is a transpass, transgression, their past is, uh, uh, bended. So that's exactly what happened to us. And we left the church, we said, no, we can't leave this life, this message is too hard. And we live it, and we try to find another way out, we try to find another way to escape it, we will never find it unless we're coming back, not to the church, but to the word of God, to give our heart to the Lord. And my wife said, I cannot live this life. Then she put it here and on, she put everything back on, she tried. She tried to put a skirt on. She tried to get her long hair. But the more she tried, the more she failed. Brothers and sisters, the more you try, try to fight, the more you're failed. How it started, it's the Lord started. The Lord deal with her heart. The Lord deal with your heart. What you need to do, walk on, continually walking into it, continue walk with the light, continue in the word. Yes, you cannot do it. You cannot live the life. But when you give yourself to it, just continually walking on, the Lord will wash you. The Lord will take it away. 
all the evil things that are in your life. But when she started doing it, she miserably failed. I miserably failed. The Lord can do the great work that's in our life. Then I said, Lord, I want to live this life. This is the life that I want to do. This is the message I want to live. Then I started doing it. I miserably failed. But thank God. Hallelujah. That by the word of God, He brings us back. No matter how far you go, you cannot far enough that out of the hand of God. No matter how wayward that you are, you cannot be too far before God can catch you back to His bosom. And God is rich in mercy when we're trying to run in, but we cannot run out of the range of God's eye. Then she, by the dealing with, dealing in our heart, she pulled, he pulled us back. Then when my, when my wife come in, when we coming back, we're not a care that we, we do, I, I won't say that we don't care about our outlook. We don't care about them. Our parents, we do care. But we realize one thing, we cannot do this. Then I tell my wife, I said, honey, all we need to do, immerse ourselves into the word. Leave those on the side. No matter you can do it or you cannot do it, leave those aside. Merge yourself into the Word of God. Young people, I encourage you to do the same thing. No matter you can do it or you cannot do it, merge yourself into the Word of God. Come on Wednesday, come on Sunday morning, reading the Word, listening to the Word. Whenever you got a time, immerse yourself into it. You will find out the Word of God will baptize you, will wash you, will take away all the evil things out of you. Then when you look back, you find out, you say, Lord, you are the conqueror in my life. Is that me trying to conquer it? All I need to do is just yield myself to it. He's already conquered. Brother Bremer said, when he called Jesus, when he called him a devil instead of a God, when he called him everything that could be done, it didn't bother him a bit. He had one object, mind the Father, keep the Word. The Word is God, He only have a one mind. All He cares, Jesus care, is only about one thing. What does the God want us, want me to do? All the believers, what they should care, is only about one thing. Mind the Father, what does the Word of God tell you to do? Without the Word, how do you know what you're gonna going to do? You cannot even have a discernment know what is God's will is. God's only revealed His will that in this word. When you in, you're in His word, God will reveal His will to you. But when you're not even on a speaking term with Him, how can He reveal His will to you? All of the you do is only guessing, guessing, guessing. And try a little bit here, try a little bit there. And you will find out that sometime the one we're doing that, instead of going to the will of the Lord, you start to go into the Satan's will. When Satan tempting another person, he always lets you start from entry level. Satan never leads you to the deepest of a Satan. He will always let you start from entry level. He always start with you some sin, some tinsels. Satan never showed, Satan never showed his cloud, never showed his beak. Satan never showed his, uh, his teeth. In the beginning, Satan always showed his beautiful wife even in front of the gate. Satan always showed the tinsel things, the tinsel, the beautiful things that are right in front of the gate so that it can attract you into it. But the more he leads you into his depths, you will find out a sooner or later in the past, you will find out a Satan's evil eye is watching you. 
shall we get into the heavenly places? But Abraham said in a future home. He said, we're now sitting in Christ Jesus. How do we get into it? By one Holy Ghost baptism. By one Spirit, we're all baptized into Christ, which we are now. He said in the Easter seal, he said, that quickening power is eternal. He said, I feel the Easter, uh, Easter right now. Yes, sir. He said, I've had it for years. He said, it's in me, it's in you. He said, if you, the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in your mortal bodies, it's quickened you from the things of the world to the Word of God only. It's quickened you from this life to life eternal. You who were once dead in sin and trespasses has now been quickened together to set in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, feasting on manna from above. Seeing the hand of God made manifested, prove the promise of this day. If you're in the heavenly place, heavenly places, you'll find out it's the person. The heavenly places is for us to feed. It's the feeding on the word of God. It's not a feeding on the garbage. It's not a feeding on the creed or the man's idea and everything. But it's the feed on the heavenly manna that God gave it to us. If you're still feeding on the things on this earth, something wrong somewhere. You're not in the heavenly places yet. If you realize that who you are, you're not going to feasting on the things that are in this world. You're not going to feasting the things that are, that are on this earth that they try to offer to you. You know, sometime I'm thinking about, maybe this is just me. Sometime, you know, uh, the United States or the president, the, so some of them, they have their dog. I said, Donald Reagan has their dog. I don't know what is his, uh, his dog's his name is. And uh, uh, I think that they each had a president. They had their, uh, uh, their home pets. So when they become a president, they bring that dog that into uh, the White House. And uh, you see, the dog doesn't realize who he is. He doesn't understand he changes. Uh, his master has changed. He, he used to be just a lower dog than any dog, but now he become a top dog. <laughs> if I were that dog, I would ask Gordon Ramsay to fix me a steak every morning. <laughs> but that dog doesn't understand his position. The only thing he realizes, I'm still dog, I still eat my dog food. If he ever realized that he's become a top dog right now, he would treat, he would do things differently. He would bark differently. He would run differently. He had authority now. Because his master, his master become the president of the United States. I wonder sometime if we realize who we are. Our master has from the earthly, he was the son of a man, but he was died, he was nailed on the cross, he was buried, but he resurrected. He come into the heavenly realm, he was sitting under the throne, and still constantly as a sacrifice and pleading for our sin. Our master has ascended. It's not just the wizard of tearing eye, but he got authority. And if we know that we are, that we belong to him, and we are part of him, and we should know that we are the position of Jesus Christ. We are his son, and we are his daughter. That should give us a different, a different character, different personality. You're a top dog. 
But they didn't realize as who they are. If we realize who we are, then know you have the authority. It's not that you have it, but it's the one that's living in you. It's not, it's not because of what you have done or what you did, but God has to put his gene in you. And now it's not in the gene form anymore, but you are in the reality form. You are the, you are the God himself that dwell in the flesh, not in the prophets of flesh, not in the pastors of flesh, but in your flesh as well. But Abraham said in a modern event and made clear by prophecy. He said, you that's really got the spirit of God in you tonight. He said, you were here in Christ because he was the fullness of the world, a word. He said, then if you were in God, a gene, a word, an attribute from the beginning, then you walked with him. He said, here on earth, you talked with him on earth. You suffered with him on earth. You died with him at Calvary and you rose with him again. And now you are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, communing with him the word as a feast into your soul. That man shall live by every word that proceedeth. He said, uh, he said, uh, he said, uh, if you're an attribute from the beginning, he said, you walk with him on earth. I'll say, yes, Lord. I walk with you on earth. The reason I walk with him on earth because of my attitude right now towards the word of God will reflect what I will do if I were in him in his time. The right now, I will say I identified with him. I walked with him because right now we're walking with him. Right now we're walking with Jesus. Not in, a, in the Jesus in the Galilee, but it's the same God that is living in Jesus. That's the same God that living in the, the, the prophet preached the message to us and we believe it. And not only in the, the prophet, but is the word is still preaching today. That in the pastors and in the ministries, I'm still walking with him. Not only just in the ministers, but in you as well. If I'm walking with you, I can literally say, I'm walking with Jesus. Because it's Jesus Christ living in you that I'm walking with. Don't look down on yourself. Don't look down on your, uh, your no matter you're young or you're old. You are still the gene of God that is reflected in this hour. I talk with him. Because of my attitude now toward the word of God shows what I will do if I were there. I talk with him because now I'm talking with him. I'm talking with his word and prayer and not only just a prayer, but when I pray, I saw this happen. When you pray, you saw this happen. You are right now, you are talking with him. You're listening to him. You're walking with him and you are suffering with him. Talk about the suffering. Are we suffering with him? And a bit of slander that the people who leave this word, who are against this word, who said that you are the bride of my life, and just as they say you are the Jesus right. It's the same thing. There's nothing different. But we are suffer with him. Because what we are suffer for the sake of the word, that's what we do. We identify with it. It will be the same thing that we suffer with him that when he was on the cross. And you die with him at a Calvary. We die to ourselves. We die to our thinking. We die to our ideas. We die to men's idea. That's why we can see we die with him at Calvary. And if we die with him, we also rose with him. 
That's why we rose with Him from this denominational idea, from our own reasoning, from our own ideas. That's why we rose to it again. It said, and now you are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Is that a will be? But right now we're sitting in heavenly places. Why? Because we recognize who we are. If the bride recognizes who she is, what she stands for, and that she can do the greater work, she will become an invincible army. It's not she will, she is the invincible army. Because we do recognize who we are. We are the word of a God that made manifest in this hour. It used to be the gene form. I was with Jesus Christ. I was in gene form on cross with him. I was in gene form walking with him in Galilee. But right now, I'm not in a gene form. I'm in the flesh form. I'm walking with him. I'm looking at him. I'm listening at him. I'm believing for him. I'm resurrected with him. I'm sitting in a heavenly place. This is right now at this moment. I was in the gym form when he was walking on the Galilee. I was in the gym form when he was walking on the on the Galilee on the sea. And it calmed the storm. But now we're not in the gym form, but we're in the flesh form. Just let me share a little testimony. A few weeks ago, we uh, I was with a, a group of our brothers. We went to uh, uh, the net to, to fishing, and uh, so uh, I never been in my life see uh, uh, so much rain. I know BC is famous for the rain, but this is like a you Noah's know, flood time, <laughs> and it was the rain just pouring, pouring. I was just like, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I never saw so much rain before. I think Michael can, can testify. It was the Brother Timothy on the Toko was there as well. And while we're, uh, we're in there, and then the brothers are the one that went for fishing, that I just can't do it. I, I told him, I said, you go fishing. I, I'm just sitting in a tent with Brother Timothy, which is a, a fellowship. I'm, I'm just not a rim person. I hate to, to, in the rim just, uh, it was miserable. <laughs> So those brothers that went for fishing, they have a good time or bad time, I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, Brother Timothy and I were just uh, sitting in the tent, we just fellowship. And uh, the first day it was a pouring, the second day it was just uh, just constantly uh, pouring. And then, uh, I think on, uh, on the last day, and uh, well, Brother Timothy and I were sitting in the tent there, we're just fellowship, we look at the rain, just pouring, pouring, pouring. And... Uh, and we started to get worried because the river started rising. And so the, the night before, the brothers already got a hard time to cross the river and they can't even find their way. They walked hours and so in the bush and uh, tried to find their way back. And this time when we saw that all these days of rain, the water going to be rising even more. And uh, Brother Timothy and I were fellowshipping around and then, and then the Brother Timothy, he said, uh, he said to Brother Murphy, you know, he said, in the prophet's time, uh, I remember Brother Ed shared, shared a testimony, and uh, the prophet, he was, uh, uh, he was, uh, lift up his hand, and uh, during, during those raining miserable season, and he said, but today, we're gonna ride out dry. And then, uh, uh, Brother Timothy, we just fellowshiped on that, and then, uh, as the rain was pouring, 
we know this is a, uh, you know, we started worried about to the brothers. I started worried about my son and junior. I'm sorry, Louise and, and all these, uh, brothers. And we started worrying, you know, uh, how are they going to cross the coming back? And then, uh, I'll just tell, uh, brother Timothy, I said, well, can we just, uh, have a prayer for them? And so we just sitting on the long chair and we started to, the rain was raining. We started to pray and we just prayed the Lord, uh, just protected, uh, uh, the brothers and, uh, and then I was, I was just, well, while I was praying, you know, sometimes you don't even know what you pray for. And then when we were praying, I was just saying, I said, Lord, I said it in the prophet's time. And he, during those rain, he said, he said, we're, uh, he said, we're going to ride out today dry. I said, Lord, we're not a prophet. We're not, uh, uh, you're not, we're not even claiming that we are, a spiritual person or whatever. But Lord, I know the prophet is gone. But I, Lord, I know the God of the prophet is still here. So I said, uh, when we were praying, Brother Timothy, you can testify on this. Then we said, the Lord, if this is your will, I said, Lord, would you let us ride out dry? And then after we prayed, the rain just pouring even more. And I was sitting there, we just look at that. But you know, you prayed. You believe. No matter how weak it seems like that faith is. Sometimes we're thinking, the things that you said, the things that you prayed for, it's just a little, little insignificant thing. But there in God, there's nothing big, there's nothing small. Everything to God is just the same. If we can take it as one finger and cast out the demon, which should have created all this perversion, all this storm and everything, no matter what things are under it, God can still with a flip of a finger and do the same thing. And after a little while, the rain was started to put still pouring, but it gave it a few minutes. Anyway, we saw the rain start to stop. And then, just a, a few minutes later, we saw the cloud start to roll back. And just right above our tent, there was a little blue hole that was coming out. And then the sun started coming, started coming out of it. And the one of the brothers all come back, and literally that day, we ride out of the dry. I will say, brothers and sisters, if God can do that to us, God can do the same thing. No matter what storm it is in your life, you can still ride out to dry. No matter what things that Satan put in front of our past, our God is still the God the same yesterday, today, and forever. The prophets are gone, but the God of the prophet still here. The little things that are in our heart, the little desire that's in our heart, God can still do that. But the Bible said, just as you were gene in your father, he said you was gene in God. One of his attributes to begin with, or you will never be there. He said, you are here because your name was a place on the Lamb's Book of Life. Before that was the even foundation of the world. That's exactly right. You are a gene, a spiritual gene out of your heavenly Father. A part of God's Word. That be so, as I've said, then you was with Jesus when he was here because he was the word and you suffer with him. You die with him. You buried with him and rose with him and now sitting in heavenly places in him to recognize who you are, what's your position in Christ Jesus. 
My time has run out. Then Brother Bram said, and how can I overcome? He said, overcome means to recognize the devil in every one of his tricks. He said, then to overcome, you must recognize that the God in you is greater and mightier than he is. You cannot just recognize the devil. You know that he's doing this, you know he's doing that. You have to recognize that there is a one in you that is greater than him. He said that the one that is in you has already overcome him. And by his grace, you are more than a match for him. Why? Because when in Jesus' time, you are still a gene. You are still an attribute. You cannot do any damage to Satan, to his kingdom. But now that gene become a flesh. Now the attributes become a flesh. Right now, you are not just sitting there as a church member. You are sitting here as a manifest gene attribute of a God. That's why devil scared of you. Because if it's just a gene, you cannot do anything to them. But now when you manifest, you start to realize who you are. You know the word of a God in you. You know you are the son and daughter of a God. Now you can damage his kingdom. Now you can pray and God answer. And now that you can pray a prayer of faith and that the sick was healed. Now you can pray a prayer of faith as a mom, as a dad, can cast your son back to this fold. And now you can pray a prayer of faith by believing the word of a God can deliver it as a bound. Because that gene now become a manifested. That gene become a recognize who he is, who she is. That's why Satan was howling. That's why he was scared about. Before he only got one Jesus to scare it about. But now he got thousands of Jesus that he has to be scared about. The greater works that you will do. The greater damage that you're going to have for the Satan's kingdom. Satan got a bigger trouble now. And you know that he is a devil. You can't say, just say, oh, I got a sickness. I don't believe it's a sickness. Oh, yes, it is a sickness. You got a cancer. You can't say, oh, yeah, I don't believe it's a cancer. It is a cancer. It is a cancer. But remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You must realize that the Holy Spirit that is in you has already overcome this thing. And he is in you, and you can overcome by him. The prophet said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater is the power of a Christ in you than the sickness that you have in your body. Greater is the power of a Christ than that little besetting sin that you cannot overcome. As I said the last time, it's just a reasoning. It's a little besetting sin. What is the brother Thomas is quoted in the scripture? The sin cannot have a dominion on you anymore. Is that as to take that Holy Spirit and fight the devil down and walk out of Victoria as the heroes of the cross. 
the last quote. The prophet said, he said, now, he said, no wonder winds and waves observe, obeyed him, obeyed his word, obeyed his words, because it was a God's word through him. It was a God's word through him, it's a God's word through you. He was a man, but he was the word. You are a man, you were a woman, but you also are the word. He said, it made flesh. See what it spoke. It was God speaking through human lips. No wonder the winds and the waves, the very creator that created the winds and wind, wind, uh, waves was in him. Now I can see that's in you too. No wonder demons are paralyzed at his word. He said he was a God in him. It was God in Christ. The demons was a paralyzed. No wonder the dead that was a turning back to the dust could not lay there at his word for he was the word. And I will say, if he was the word, then you are the word. By speaking the word, by believing the little word, you have the same power that the power of the living the Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Let me share a few testimonies over here. I was just recently I contacted with a brother that in China, then he shared some of the testimony. Then it was, he said that the one, that there was a one sister that in this church, it was almost about 70, more than 70 some years old. And then she went for, uh, the body check, a checkup, then it find out there was a tumor that in her womb. And it was like a little egg. And even the, the hand can feel that, that in her, in her side. And then the doctor asked her, said that she must uh, to do the surgery right away. And she was a poor woman, living in a house, and the husband, and they wanted to divorce her. And so she, she said, you know, I just have nobody, no one that I can go to. But you know what this sister did? And she does, she, uh, she didn't come to the church. She didn't just uh, call down to the pastor and try to uh, pray for her. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have that, go to do that. But I'll just show how the Lord was doing things. Then this sister and she at home, instead of crying unto man, she crying unto God. She said, God, I'm just that a poor woman. I have nobody that I can go to. But she said, Lord, my whole hope is just on you. Then she believed and then she go back to the check it again. And then I'll check it again a few months later. When she go back to the, do the body check it again. Not even one trace of a tumor that is in her body anymore. Is yeah. that trying to seek an advice? Try to find an escape. Is to find your escape in Christ Jesus. To realize who you are. You are son, son of God. You are a daughter of God. It's not only the pastor can pray. It's not only the minister can pray. The little sister, 70 years old, have no hope, nobody to help. But there is a helper one that is in heaven, which is Jesus Christ. He is her help. There's another sister. That she was just married. And not married just a few um, a few weeks. That she was so uh, painful one time. And she was just crouching to her uh, on the ground. And then her husband uh, take her to the hospital. Then they do the x-ray. And then they find out that uh, uh, on her womb uh, she was uh, conceived. But the, the conceivedness is not inside of the womb. It's outside of the womb. I don't know what is the medical uh, term about that. And then uh, it was uh, uh, on the x-ray, 
the 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 conceivedness is on the on the tube, on the two tubes is on on her womb. And then she was uh so painful, then the brother and they come back to the church and ask uh the pastor to pray. And the little brother went in to pray. Then he, while he was a pray, he was crying unto the Lord. And we said, the brother. And then the brother wrote a testimony to me. And he said, he remembered Brother Tim Pruitt when he was said uh, in the summer camp that we just had. And when Brother Tim was praying for his wife, then he said, the Lord, we're a believer. Then we do things in the believer's way. That we believe in what is the word of a God I said. He said that, that phrase was just touched to him. And he said, the Lord, you have a no space concept. You are there, you also here. If he do things in a believer's way, Lord, we are do things in the believer's way. We are a believer that we believe the word of God has said. He said, Lord, I wanted to tomorrow to go to the doctor. And then the doctor, because the doctor said they have to cut to the tomb, the tube, so that it can take away this, uh, uh this, uh, this thing that so was conceived in there. But if it take the tube, this uh, young sister was never going to have a children anymore. And so they said, Lord, I wanted a doctor to go back to the x-ray. I wanted a doctor said, it's not going to take, cut to the tube, but to keep the tube so that a sister can conceive again that in the future. So when the second day after they prayed and they went to the doctor and before they do, they go to the surgery and then, uh, they have to do the x-ray again. And when they do that x-ray again, and then the doctor said that they find out actually conceiving this is not on the tube. It's just on the the wall set of womb so they cut off the, the conceivedness of the way and they kept it a tube so that a sister in the future can be having a children again God is still God and all the glory that's one down to him if you can realize who you are you are not just a church member you are not just a message of believer but you are the gene of God the manifesting flesh in this hour And there's another sister. I don't know why this has to be all the sister. Maybe they are more simpler than our brothers. We have to wait it out. We have to think about it. We have to think about The sister seems to have nothing to think about. Whatever the word of God said, and that's the only thing we believe. Then we just believe it. We have to reason it out. To reason it out. What if? What if? There's no what if. Just believe and only believe. There's another sister, and she was, uh, she hasn't believed the message yet, but she just started coming to the church, and then she got the, uh, lung cancer. And then they, uh, when the, they, she went to the church and to pray, and she, the pastor asked her, do you believe? She said, I believe with all my heart. And three weeks later, when she go back to having a surgery, the whole church went to fast and pray. And after the pray, and then do the surgery, then the, the, the doctor said, it's not the cancer, but just a little tumor in there, and they cut it off, and then she's totally fine. And three months later, the sister was baptized, now she becoming a member in that church. If you realize who you are, even when we were sinners, but he loved us with a great love. As Brother Timo said, if we are a believer, then we do things with the way of a believer. We don't do things with the way of an unbeliever, but we're a believer. We believe it was the word of a God, it says. And there's a, another sister who's a 70 years old, an old lady. 
And she was on the bus. She tried to come to attending the service. And then on the bus, she didn't hold it tight. The, the, the bus driver had an emergency brake. And she was literally flying in the air from the back of the bus to the front. And it was just a face on the floor. And the fighter right, landed it right beside the driver. And then the driver went and she saw that, that he was just totally freaking out. And then the driver said, my goodness, you're done, you're done. His all is finished. But before I know that, the old sister, she does it off, she rises it up, not even one boom was a break. And she said, the devil, you cannot do that to me. She said, I'm a believer. I'm going to church to worship God. And you try to let me die, I'm going to the church anyway. And she went to the church, she testified, she said, the Lord, not a one bone that in my body going to break, and not a one bone that in her body was to break. What is it? Realize who you are. There's a one pastor that he got a four. He he got a two children, and he was just to take. He was a full time minister, but his church cannot even support him because they're all old ladies, all old sisters. They were nothing to support him. He was a good working and his. Uh, and he was uh, getting really burdened. And then there's another church and they tried to help him with about three or four hundred dollars a, a month to uh, help with the family and to try to pay off the debts. Then he said, he said, Lord, I'm a minister. I cannot just live on other churches to test. I cannot live on the ties on the other church. Lord, you promised me. Lord, what I need to go to do. Then he said, Lord, I don't want to take other people's money. That ties belongs to the other church. He said, my church cannot support me. I don't want them supported. But Lord, I know you are the provider. I'm only preaching the gospel. And then he was doing that. And then he was two children, one daughter, one son. And they're getting older enough. Then they want to apply for to be a teacher. And in China, it was totally different system. You have to pass the qualification test so that you can be a teacher for the states. Then you have a welfare and a benefit and the different things. So the daughter asked, said, Lord, I want to be a teacher. But in order to be a teacher, I have to pass this qualification test. And he said, I, I only can pray to you. He said, Lord, I don't want to go to other provinces so that I can be a teacher. I, I, I want to be with my family. I want to be with the church. because This is the, what I got fed it with. Brothers, put God first. Yeah. When you put God first, yes. God will always come on the scene. And then she said, Lord, I, I, I don't want to go away. Lord, you help me to pass this test. And then when she go on to the test, and only got one test. And that would determine if you can be or not. And so she was going to the test. And when she having the test, after the, the score, the mark would come out, she only got a 63 out of 100. And in the, after the whole test, the whole place of the promise would only take five person, five people, the first five. And she said, I got no hope. And then she uh, come home and she, asked, she talked to her dad. Her dad said, no, we are a believer. We believe God can do miracle. If it is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that apply to us too. Let's believe God. He said, we ask God to come intervene. And God did come intervene. Though her mark is only 63 out of 100, she still be the number one. 
And she said, what's happened? And the, the, the other, the head officer said, all the rest have all failed. You're the only one. God is still a miracle working God. If you realize who you are, God can change the whole situation. Even you are the worst of students, He can still put you on number one. And then, her, then she got a job. She can start a supported family. Then she, he also got a son. The son said, I want to be a teacher too. But he has to go pass the test. And so he studied. He studied. He was really, did a lot of study. And he was a mark just started going. When he was going to the test, then he got out about a 630 on the whole test. It was just, it was a very high score. He never achieved that uh, as that. And then when it was a, when they get a list of who's gonna be, who's gonna be a, because they take the first four this time. And he said, uh, he, he's, he's got no problem, he will for sure, he will be in. And it was, well, oh, sorry, they only take the first two, actually, this time. And then when he was going there, and it look at it, what's the number and everything, though he's the highest score he ever achieved, but he was a number four on the whole county. Then he got a really discouraged. He go back to come to his father. Father said, well, we have the first example. Let's pray again. <laughs> so they laid out, they, they get on their knee, and then they started to pray. And then after that they prayed, by the night, the, just the same night when he saw the score, and then the night of the, the phone ring, the head officer of the education department in that county, and said to him, he said, your son was accepted. He said, how in the world he can say he's number four? He said, the first three, they all gave it up. And they're not going to be a teacher anymore. Your son is the only one. If you realize who you are, it's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. Is that how smart you are? Is that how much ability that you have? You depend on the Lord. The Lord will come on the sin. Realize who you are. You are the gene of God that manifests in this hour in the flesh again. Let the musician come. If you don't come quickly, I'm going to preach on. The prophet said, look, he showed us how it's been done. How did he do it? By the word. That's how he done it. For he was the word. You were the word in the gym form when he was on earth. But now it's this word has manifested it. He said, if ye abide in me and my words in you, you are back to word again. The word of promise. What is the word of promise to every Christian? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the word, in the world. Then how do I overcome? Not me, but the word that is in me. The word is God. Then I overcome the things of the world because it's the word in me. If ye abide in me, my words in you, then just ask what you will. Just keep pressing up. You are coming to the top as sure as anything. You got to come to the top. Hallelujah. You're already the top dog. Ask whatever you want to ask. You recognize your position that in Jesus Christ, you're the gene of a God that manifests 
in this hour. Let us stand. This is not trying to pump you up. This is to tell you the truth. This is to tell you, that says the word. That's not says the brother Murphy, or that's not says of any man. But it says, that says the word of a God. In this hour, if we don't believe this, what else we can believe? To believe an accusation from Satan? To believe in all that Satan said of who you are? He will never roaming at rolling out any word that is good. Try to encourage you. This is not even encouragement. This is to try to tell you this is the true word of a God. And it has to be vindicated by the, by the Holy Ghost to the prophet. And this is the word that we need to believe. We are right now sitting in heavenly places. Recognize who we are. The son and daughter of a God. Amen. I believe it. No matter you believe it or not. I got a happy hour here to realize who I am. Think about it. Who can reveal that to us? In a denomination in the world, all they can reveal to you, the, the, the best of them are the best. Just tell you, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, in order to achieve this. The message tells us we're already a son and daughter of God. That is the word I want to believe. Amen. By, by, by recognize who we are, we are sitting in the heavenly places. And to realize the greater in you, in me, is greater than the one that is in the world. Praise the Lord. And that's the singing of the song. Greater is he that is in me. Amen. I need a brother Andrew come up to help me out. Because I want to sing the verse too. Let's just start from the course. 